Welcome, friends, to Workplace Injury Prevention on Fit for Work Podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. I am your host, Curtis Kopotic, and I am joined by my co-host, Amber Brown. And today we are talking to senior ergonomist, Ruth Newman. Ruth joins us with a wealth of knowledge, over 40 years of experience in the physical therapy and ergonomic world today. And she's going to be talking a little bit more about how to incorporate ergonomics and specifically talking kind of about accessible ergonomics and what that is. A lot of the times, ergonomics, we can be intimidated. And I think a, a general population or people just learning about it can think, oh, that's so scientific or that's just out, you know, it's not worth the time. But she brings about not only her knowledge, but the accessibility of the knowledge on how to bring that in an easy way to your site and how to share it. And as usual, we talk about education a lot. So she kind of hits home on the different ways that Northwell Health educates their employees about how to stay safe and use good ergonomic principles. So join us on this interview with Ruth Neiman from Northwell Health. So Ruth, if you could just give our listeners a quick uh, background on how workplace ergonomics and safety have come about to be a big part of your life and just give us a little bit of your history. Yes. So I am a physical therapist by trade. I've been in practice about 40 years now. And in physical therapy, when you're working with your patients and your clients, and I've worked in all areas. So I've worked with some very, very disabled people. And it's very important to make sure that you're safe while you're working with your patients and you want to make them safe. So utilizing ergonomic principles in the body mechanic sense was very, very important throughout my career. Uh, once I came to Northwell Health, I became part of a preventative program of ergonomics in principles, not only for body mechanics, but also for environmental. And it's been really, really enlightening over the past seven years to notice that it's not about just how you stand. It's also about what you use, how you use, and making sure that the education is always upgraded to what you need. So this has become part of our preventative medicine program. Great. Thank you for that background. You know, today we've got you on. We're going to take a little bit of a, a deeper dive into kind of incorporating some of those ergonomic principles that you just mentioned specifically into the workplace. Ruth, in your experience, what are some of the best ways to go about doing this? Incorporating ergonomics requires understanding what ergonomics is all about in the general sense. And ergonomics does not just manage body mechanics, as I said, because people always thought, as long as I have the best body mechanics, I can lift anything. Well, it really isn't true. And our institution, and I shouldn't say institution, it's a healthcare system. We have right now over 78,000 people employed and not only in healthcare, but we also have business practice So we have a, and we have laboratories. So we have a lot of different kinds of people who are working in different fields in different areas. You want to look at the area, look at the environment, uh, look at the tools that you use, also your positioning, your timing, and understand what different ergonomics principles are utilized during those tasks. On the workers' comp side, we look at the trends of injuries, and those are always reactive. So when you look at a reactive problem, you look to fix the problem so that it doesn't happen again. Well, we take that and we create proactive solutions to incorporate into the different areas. For example, one of the things that we've noticed in the remote setting in the beginning of 
moving all of our desk work people into the remote setting was people didn't understand how to set up a workstation at home. So even before things happened in regards to claims being made, we put out education to all these people saying, when you go home, these are some of the very special tools you need to look at to make sure that you're sitting or standing in a good environment so that you can work more productively and efficiently because you're not in any discomfort. We're doing that with preventative medicine in the EMS industry where we have created functional job assessments and testing for the EMTs and paramedics where we actually screen each uh, employee applicant prior to full employment to see if they can do the critical essential tasks in that area. Those people have to pass a physical test required by the EMTs and paramedics in our system or New York State requirements prior to actually being employed. We have about an 18% failure rate on that. So we give suggestions and education and instructions for how to improve. And they get a time period and they can actually retest after a certain period of time. Well, I love that it's giving them opportunities and getting ahead of individuals. Uh, those are both very commonly, not common, but they're very simple approaches of things that people can do proactively. And I like that you, there's that forethought going into it. Now, th there's a term that you like to use called uh, accessible ergonomics, and that really rung true to me, hit a chord with me that I really appreciate. Can you discuss and define what is accessible ergonomics and does this have to do with accessibility of an accommodation for just disabled or something else? Can you just enlighten us more on accessible ergonomics? In the terminology that I'm utilizing, it is accessible for everyone because I want to make sure that people understand that there are some very, very simple things that you can do to improve your work area. And I'm not going to just define work area, but whatever you're doing, even at home cooking, you could improve the way that you do things so that you're not as exhausted, so that you're not in any discomfort. Like a lot of people complain that when they're washing dishes at the sink, their back hurts and they don't know what to do because they're just standing in one position too long. So accessible ergonomics is utilizing all those tools that are available, mostly educational, that you can change the practice of what you're doing so that you can do the task more efficiently and productively. The other part of that is also understanding that sometimes you might need a change not only in practice, but also environment, including utilizing tools such as um, new pieces of equipment or something as simple as putting a book under a monitor to make sure that your monitor is at the right height for you. So there's a lot of simple tasks. One of the main things that we promote is that you should not sit or stand in any position, one position, for any significant length of time. Our bodies are not made to be still for long periods of time. So I tend to teach people to take a timer and put a timer on for about 20 to 30 minutes. And every 30 minutes, if you're sitting, you should do some kind of a stretch or a reposition. If you're standing every 20 minutes, you should change your position, whether it's shift weight from one place to the other or sit down for 10 minutes. So these little ergo breaks, we call them snacks 
a lot in our environment is important to incorporate in your day. People who are sitting at a desk all day long, I tell them that you can actually stand for five minutes while you're on the phone utilizing a headset and still continue to do your work while you're still changing your body mechanics and positioning. So that's why I'm saying accessibility is things that are available whether it be a physical tool like a sit-to-stand machine or an ergonomic mouse or a vertical mouse or a floor mat while you're standing in a lab or just the acknowledgement and education to incorporate in your daily activity. Well, I know when my wife and I got a one of those soft ergo, you know, standing fatigue resistant mats for like 15 bucks and put that in at the where we wash dishes made a huge difference from her and it was just a simple 15 dollars thing that goes a long way to help exactly and sometimes you could do things for very inexpensive costs or no cost at all the problem is people don't have the knowledge and we're trying to get the knowledge out that there's a lot that you can do to make your environment safe and healthy When employees work from home, their environment isn't standardized, so therefore there isn't a standard solution to help them with the new ergonomic challenges they face. Those need to be handled on a case-by-case basis so they can match the needs of both the worker and their home. So Fit for Work delivers this through our Ergo Home Solutions, a one-on-one virtual consultation personalized to each employee's unique situation. And we can remote workers with our Ergo specialists to address the complex human interactions in their home, ultimately providing an in-depth evaluation, analysis, and education recommendations to allow for more comfortable and productive work. Best part is Ergo Home is scalable to support thousands of workers delivering at-home ergonomic solutions designed to address what are becoming new but increasingly difficult challenges for workers. Head to our website, wellworkforce.com, click on Ergonomics and Ergo Home, and click on Connect with us to learn more. Ruth, I really like what you are talking about as far as incorporating some of these things at home. You know, that's my biggest eye opener since kind of getting into this industrial setting and and working with employees and kind of my own take home message, because a lot of times I see them on Monday because they've been working on house projects all weekend and they go eight to 10 hours and barely take a break. And I have to remind them, we give you breaks at work. You take a break every two hours. Why the heck wouldn't you do that at home? So kind of incorporating and, and I do just exactly what you said as far as shoveling snow here in Minnesota in the winter. I literally have my phone in my pocket. I set it for 20 minutes and I I get what I can get done in 20 minutes. I go inside, take a break, come back out and get that done. So I think that those are really important principles to apply both at home and at work. How do you guys go about getting this education, getting these ideas out to your staff? Well, we have a lot of different venues, uh, you might say. We have a very, very large distribution center that we work. Northwell Health is the largest private employer in the state of New York, and we have multiple areas. We've got business settings. We've got hospital settings. We have very, very large lab setting and a lot more smaller settings. We have ambulatory sites. So it's not just one type of system. We have a learning management system that we utilize for our online education. 
we create videos um, and education and people have access to that. And sometimes we'll enroll certain people to certain tasks. Um, we do that for ergonomics. We do that for safety. We do that for lockout, tagout. And we do that. We've done that for the N95 masks. Um, everything to do with COVID, we had to do that very quickly. So that's online education. I also create webinars that we distribute not only within our system, but also outside of the environment. We do on-site testing, not only in our system, but we work with our partner. Uh, Northwell Direct is part of what we work with and do outside consultation. So those, that's all for the education portion of it. We we can go out into multiple fields and we do a lot of direct education. I will do on-site education. We will move from uh, one site to another. I'll give you an example. Uh, safe patient handling in the hospital environment environment is a very big thing and New York State has a law requiring it as well. Northwell Health has a very large RV called the workforce safety van and it says driving workforce safety on the van and in the beginning of 2015 when we started having to make sure that the education and training hands-on training is done on each site we would take this van with us from one site to another because a lot of sites did not have enough space to provide the education and we would place the equipment on the van and teach people on the van for a day or two at a time. And we would run around doing different things. Now that van has become very useful because it's utilized for other things as well. We have utilized it for some other trainings and some testing, and it's really done a lot for incorporating the safety of Northwell Health. That sounds like such a great idea. And it's mobile. It's got multiple uses. Kind of fun if it, you know people see it driving down the street too. They're like, oh, hey, I, I trained in that van. <laughs> um, Ruth, this kind of leads into that you're actually going to be presenting at the upcoming third annual safety conference, May 19th. Can you tell our listeners a little bit more about that as far as what can they expect? Where is this at? Give us the details. Sure. Um, Northwell Health Department of Workforce Safety is presenting our third annual safety conference on May 19th, uh, 2022 at Terrace on the Park in Queens, New York. It's an all-day conference. It begins at 8 a.m. and it runs through 4 p.m. It's open to all industries, not just healthcare, because we do cover, as I stated before, all areas, including distribution centers, automobile safety, because we have a very large fleet, including our ambulances. We cover various topics uh, such as workers' comp, OSHA standards, safety, safety technology, workplace violence, industrial hygiene, and ergonomics. We'll have a small expo with various related companies available. Tickets are on sale at eventbrite.com. The conference name is called Third Annual Safety Conference. And we also have some options for vendors and sponsors if anybody's looking to participate. So we know where to get tickets at Eventbrite if somebody is interested in the the vendor and sponsor option. Um, is that on Eventbrite as well or where would they find more information regarding that? Yes, I believe it is also on Eventbrite as well. Great. This is really great to see that you're getting people involved. You're getting this message out there and we just, we encourage everybody to participate. These safety conferences have, while a lot of information is covered at once, I feel like you know, the way it's presented, you come away feeling hopeful that you're able to mingle with people that are in that same mindset, that are striving for that same same expectation, which is being able to 
have the safest environment possible and being proactive. Would you agree? I absolutely would agree. I think it's a very dynamic program where there's a tremendous amount of collaboration between different companies. The last two years were extremely successful in developing relationships uh, to continue to improve the environments for all industries available. If anybody has any further questions in regards to this topic or any of the other workers' comp topics that we provide, they can reach me at Workforce Safety at Northwell Health. So it's Workforce Safety at NorthwellHealth.edu. That's perfect. Thank you so much, Ruth, for coming on today and enlightening us a little bit more about ergonomics and specifically accessible ergonomics. We really appreciate your time this morning. Thank you very much. It was a pleasure. Ruth really is a lot of fun. Great to get to know her. And I love what they're doing in there at Northwell. And that conference sounds like a lot of fun. The things that I kind of took away is just how accessibility is based off of knowledge uh, for anybody and how it, you know, it's not just for those people who are in a C-suite. It's not just for those who maybe have a disability, but literally this information is for everybody and can be accessible if they just get that knowledge. And not just for everybody, Curtis, but everybody everywhere. It doesn't just happen at work. It doesn't just happen at your, you know, home office. But she even talked about the kitchen sink, you know, and, and so really incorporating that everywhere. And I'm just so excited that people are able to meet in person again. We've been doing a lot of these virtual meetings and virtual conferences, but gosh, you know, to be able to get face-to-face, -face, have these kind of sharing knowledge conversations one-on-one -on -one is really exciting to me. So hopefully you guys can take advantage of this third annual safety conference coming up on May 19th. Remember, you can access tickets through Eventbrite. Just get excited and, and start getting out and talking to people to bring about more workplace safety. Definitely. So, so excited for that. And we want to thank you for listening to this episode of Workplace Injury Prevention, a Fit for Work podcast, where we are bringing the power of prevention to you. Please like and subscribe wherever you listen. And to get started preventing injuries, please visit our website, wellworkforce.com, and email us with any questions at podcast at wellworkforce.com. And remember, prevention improves lives.